0: You're listening to the Unreasonable Friday's Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to another episode of Ad Space. I'm your host, Aaron Rand Freeman. And with me, the actual host of the program. The most delicious name in podcasting, Elise Bacon Bacon.
0: How are you? Yes, I am the host of ADD Space.
1: Host, yes, you're
0: actual. I'm the actual host of ADD Space, okay. and I am here.
1: Your uh, your title will be revealed in the beginning of disc, at the end of disc three. When oh, someone, that's that?
0: The beginning of disc four.
1: Yeah, the beginning of disc four. When they, when someone, when you spend all this time, and then you finally destroy me in some space battle, and then you realize that you've been the host of the show for the entire sixty hour campaign.
0: No, you see, that's when the tutorial ends.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to stand for this Final Fantasy 13. One one shade. I refuse. I'm
0: I'm not. I'm just saying I played the game when it had discs. (laughs) So there were four discs and the tutorial ended at the end of disc three. Wait, that's no
2: shade?
0: That's no shade. Oh. Right. (laughs) i was playing the game and i'm like when is this going to end and then like i'm like oh cool it's beginning to end please enter disc four (laughs)
1: um how are you
0: i am recovering from a really nasty sinus infection
1: okay
0: um i had the worst part is i had i had to go the worst part with a sinus infection is that, like, sometimes a sinus infection doesn't go away. And you, the only way it will go away, if it's one of those never going away ones, is with antibiotics. But because we also live in a pandemic, um, ha- almost all of the symptoms of a sinus infection match COVID.
2: Mm. So
0: I had to go into the specific COVID testing facility and be like, I'm pretty sure I have a sinus infection, but there's COVID. And they're like, I understand. They're like, why do you think you have a sinus infection? I'm like, here's my symptoms, which also match COVID. Mm. <laughs> and they were laughing. It was like an ongoing joke. Um, and so they're like, you know, describing but like, here, we're going to stick this up your nose. And this is what's, and I'm like, listen, I've already had one of those up my nose because I have had chronic sinusitis and I've had so many things up my nose. I actually know what this is. Please just take it. <laughs> But for those of you who haven't had it, don't be too afraid. It's not that bad, but it's also not great. So you have a really, really long cotton swab. Like, like it's, like, really long. And at the end of it, instead of, like, a cotton swab thing, it's, like, it's got, like, these, like, soft bristles on it. Kind of like a pipe cleaner, but less terrifying much like much softer much softer than that you don't actually feel the bristles what you feel is like just this thing going up your nose into your sinus cavities and then they just kind of like swiggle it around up there feels like they're poking your brain and then they remove it and you're just like my nose it's a very weird feeling now that i've described it i can refill it again my eyes are going to start watering we, um, we
1: have, um, we have. If your eyes
0: water, that's a natural response. If you'd like do anything up your nose, your eyes water.
1: Um, in the interest of continuity, I'd like to announce to the audience that all manner of segue has been burned. So Justin's here. Um, we there's no way to there's no way to throw a nice bounce pass to the fact that Justin's here. Because well, just, of course Justin's here. Justin's Where here. else would Justin be? Justin else would well, Justin? It, well, he he he. Can go anywhere he wants because he is here of his own volition, aren't you, Justin? He's perfectly fine and above board. Hey, man. Hey, man. How you doing? Hey, man.
2: What's up? Hey, Justin, buddy. Justin. Hey, Justin, where'd he go? <laughs> 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 um,
1: oh dear he escaped he escaped guards
3: it wasn't it it wasn't uh it, it was a very short escape it was a, i mean yes i'm totally here of my own my own volition pay no attention to the burly guards to my left and to my right glaring menacingly at me are your, while i read these two cards you, those are how your can personal, you see
0: them glaring when they're wearing cat masks
1: they're personal trainers they're so fit and you should be fit too and in fact anyone who listens can follow <laughs> us on twitter at UN fridays can also can acquire the services of our personal trainer
0: and by the way you can't see their expressions because they're wearing cat masks to make it feel less intimidating they're focused on
1: they're focused on fitness and that's really they're, what we and that's really what we're about here is about is about positivity healthcare, good vibes, growing individually. Right? It still feels pretty intimidating.
0: And remember while you're sitting at your desk, since a lot of us are gonna be, you know, sitting at home for most time, make sure to get up and stretch. Like our burly cat mask men.
1: There's, a, there's an, the stretches. There's a wrestling joke that it's I I am gonna talk about this on another show, but um they introduced wrestlers and the two of their names was Slapjack and T-Bar, like Henchman and Streets of Rage, and that's one of the most embarrassing things I've ever heard. And all I can think of now when I see Henchmen is that they're both Slapjack and T-Bar, and that's stupid. And it's totally unrelated to what we're talking about, and we should and will move on.
0: Um, it's totally related because you tied it to Streets of Rage and therefore gaming, so there we go.
3: Yeah, and they just dropped an update so well not just dropped an update
0: yeah update my niggas
1: yes my homegirl cherry she does big 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 damage i didn't realize nobody liked using cherry every time i'm cherry's my favorite character far and away i didn't realize she was a hard character to use according to all the data they were collecting everyone says she was hard to use so they made her for me really easy to
0: use she's like but her and blaze are the easiest. She's oh, she. Okay. Cherry's
1: the only character with a um with a, a pseudo three dimensional dash. Like she has the ability to dash and and dash into the foreground and background. her mobility is insane. Her ability to get around yeah. the map is insane. But hey, whatever. I'm sleep. Thank you for the patch, boys. Streets of Rage Four, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: So yeah, we should play. So
0: we can kill all the kevins.
1: We should play all the. Uh, uh, we should play it on stream one of these days. I
3: think it's wild that they are collecting data on this game and saying okay people aren't using this character so how can we make this character more usable to our general population
1: um Street like that D- is such
3: a 2020 gaming thing
1: uh, streets of rage has like fighting game conceits in terms of frame data yeah and it's like to make the game that you can play the game perfectly like a fighting game if you want and they've designed it as such like the patch is a the patch has like frame data updates and the game has been centered on that it's it's easily the most it's the most thought about beat em up i've ever played in my life like it's a thought thought has gone into this game and it, an absurd amount of thought has gone into this game so yes streets of rage though we're going to we're going to have to move on before we sp- i don't want to go on a streets of rage tangent i love it i think it's one of the best games i've ever played it's in my top 15 that's yeah, pretty fun, and uh, it's the best beat 'em up by a country mile. I love beat 'em ups, but this is the best one by a country mile, so yes, but that's all i will I will leave it
0: i ironically enough, even though it's much simpler, like I've talked about it already, but like um super crush super, yeah super crush Ko is my favorite beat 'em up,
3: oh, yeah, no, I like super crush I'm excited there's the question beat 'em up or hack and slash. What do you mean? Do you have a preference for beat em up or hack and slash? Beat 'em up. Yeah, beat 'em up.
1: I like beat 'em ups. I just I do.
0: like beat ups. I'm actually not a hack and slash person.
1: What's a good example of a hack and slash so we can make sure we're all on rails here talking about the same stuff? Dynasty Warriors. Uh yeah, no, beat 'em up. <laughs> Even though I do <laughs> love me some dynasty warriors, don't get me wrong. I do. I, I do.
0: like Dynasty Warriors just because it's fucking ridiculous. My God.
3: Yeah, it is. My
1: it God. is
0: so over the top ridiculous. It makes me happy, and it makes me um uh, technically like God of War is also a hack and slash.
3: Oh yeah, that could be.
0: It is. So it's Dante's That's part. where
3: played straight. That's where played straight.
0: They're just, they're just ugly looking. Is what it is.
3: Uh, who who
1: is that? What's ugly looking?
0: Um, God of War and um, Dante's Inferno.
1: Oh, Dante's Inferno, <laughs>
0: Yee-hoo!
1: Dante's Inferno, yes. I, that game was oh that was a lot. I don't the
0: only game that was more problematic to me than God of War. Like, I was like, I was playing Dante's Inferno and I got like, I got to like the third boss and I'm like, I don't think I this anymore
1: i remember i was watching my roommate at the time play it and the very first thing dante did was like sew the goddamn uh the, the signia into his skin in his chest and i was like oh yeah. g- good god and then i le- I would leave and come back and see periodically more problematic things um my favorite though is uh whoever that demon was with the h- enormous dick i don't know i forgot which one it was I
2: yeah was, was it
1: greed or lust or something but I came in the room and he was he was battling out, and this dude had his dick out, and that shit was that shit had to be about two feet long to scale, right. And it was just swinging around, and I was like, "But, but America, how? Like, it wasn't that I had a problem with it. It was just like I rely on America to be a violent, puritan country. So something like a two foot long swing dick without anything covering it in a prominent part of a popular game from a AAA developer publisher. Right, I mean,
0: right? But that's based off of like a religious almost ballad i i
1: I totally understand it's just one of those things that i see sometimes from american (laughs) citizens where it's like
0: remember when we were like
1: freaking out about grand theft auto with his blocky graphics and stuff and it looked just like it looked like someone with popsicle sticks was having the popsicle sticks kill each other and everyone's like my god but then we actually have some of the most problematic shit following up and we said nothing i I will never forget the time i played god of war 3 for the first time i played the demo and I ripped off Helios' skull in front of the camera. Like I like I was just trying to like I was trying to strong arm a, a bottle with a bottle like a bottle top. Like I was just trying, I was like, fuck it, I don't need a bottle open, I'm a fucking man. I'm trying to take that shit off. This man's skull. The man's head. And I ripped off his head and then I held it to the camera and I was like, I now have a flashlight. Fair enough. And oh right, and I was and I paused the game and I was like, where are the parents? Where the fuck are the parents? Like, out of all the things we freak out about, we have a we have pinned three thousand murders on video games. This dude has torn off this other man's skull on camera. I mashed O for a minute to do it. He was having trouble. His neck was tough. (laughs) And I paused again. I was like, "Where? What?" I looked online. I was like, "Nothing. No one said anything." And then, and then I thumbed Poseidon's eyes into his skull and threw him into the abyss. Hello? Guys? So does
3: God of War 2 or 3 have the orgy?
1: Um, 2. All of them? 2 has, no, oh, two, well. 2 has the, 2 has the orgy, 3 has the murder.
0: It's an orgy murder.
1: Yeah, it's like you, I think you, you have, I don't know, oh, I think I don't, I didn't do the orgy because I found it weird because I knew I was going to wind up killing one of those women because I'm fucking terrible. So you I didn't do the orgy. But then I used one of the women to hold up some gear and she got crushed under it just enough for me to walk under a door. And I was just like, again, America,
0: America, yes. where are you? Yeah, you basically sleep with the women and then
1: you kill them. And then you kill them. And I'm just, guys, guys. And like I said, and then, of course, like I said, I, my friend was fighting the lust demon with his dick just swinging about. It wasn't even like alluded to, like where he had like a dick print or anything. He had a loincloth for some reason that was like two inches long with a three foot.
0: I'm trying to remember the boss it was, where like it's just like this lady demon and she's like attached to the wall and her bare breasts and you have are like, yes, you have, like stab through her. Yes, I remember. Bare breasts and I'm just like,
1: Okay, so yeah, that wasn't well, a so, so that wasn't a fever dream, okay, good because no. I remember some parts of it, but I was like going and out of the room and watch my roommate play, and I was perplexed and confused as to one how he thought this was interesting, and two, how this was allowed to release in America
0: Mhm no, um that was uh that was uh, that was definitely one of those games where I was just like, I'm really like beat 'em ups, but and the worst part is, is I love everything to do with Dante's Inferno. Right. Like, I love Dante's Inferno. I love the whole thing, the the bazillion levels of hell, all of it. It's great. And I was just like, I can't do this. I'm like, I'm, I, this offends all of my Puritan sensibilities. Yeah
1: it should it was a fucked up game released by EA they didn't flinch they put that shit out there like it was a normal ass game and I've been confused about that game's existence ever since and then they were like we're not going to do a circle and I'm just like you're just not doing a sequel because it didn't sell enough but no one said anything America that's that's my problem like I'm not even going to go down this route that's my issue with America is we just pick and choose and we don't even pick and choose well for the love of God america could get me on board if it shows well like yeah
0: yeah but uh yeah that was a beat em up
1: yes uh, yeah i remember that game yes i that yes. Was a beat em up. actually it's backwards uh, compatible you can download it on your xbox one ladies and gentlemen if you are interested in what the fuck we're talking about you can go ahead knock it out do the thing
0: i don't encourage it and so i
3: googled this game because i have no <laughs> recollection of <laughs> this game ever existing.
0: oh you never played dr yeah. inferno well, and do- I actually played it.
1: So you see what I'm talking about?
3: I have so many questions.
0: <laughs> yep. My favorite part is like Dante is like this like mini version of um uh Kratos, which is funny because like Dante was like a dork.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just
0: like, I can't think of anything like more male power fantasy than this. I'm just like
1: That was one of the weirdest things about the game. I was like, I don't remember Dante being able to fight demons with his bare hands, with his hairy chest. I mean, he had a hairy chest before he sewed that um, cross onto it. But before he sewed that cross into his skin, he's, you know, bare chested, hairy chested, strong man crusader guy. And I was like, I don't remember Dante being, no. I'm
0: I'm pretty sure he wasn't even a muscly crusader guy. No. He was kind of a goober he was caught out
1: there that was the thing about his story is that he was a nigga caught out there
0: 100 mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: percent. he was yep. in over his He's head from the nice. moment the story started it was, was
0: just like i don't want to die
1: right it's,
0: so now i have to navigate
1: right and that's my favorite part is the story is a story about a man like my god and then you're reading it and you're like my god and that's it and that's the yes. theme of dante's the inferno is my god <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that there's he's
0: even out- pa- there's even paintings of it and he's just like kind of like huddled up going yeah,
1: that's right that's the whole theme of the story except for this right. time where this dude's out there throwing hands with this big this extremely well endowed lust demon which yes. is fine for him I guess because you can't be the lust demon and in four inches long but that's neither here nor there we need to go to topics <laughs> we need to talk about gaming we need to have a podcast a real podcast about real topics
0: you have real topics um the okay listen sir 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 we have our we have our sound test that you right that you gut apart and it's always it's always a surprise what part of it you use in the intro
1: it's better than asking you to say something into the microphone because then you don't say anything no one does it's frightening and strange strange tick of the human condition that a person can be speaking for seven minutes in a row and then when you stop and tell them to say something (laughs) they will then immediately clam up and the whole room like the air will get sucked out of the room because you asked someone who was talking to start talking
2: my favorite
0: part is you were so shocked that i was doing that and i'm just like i i don't know it's
1: fascinating (laughs) just just talk and ask professionals talk we are on episode 60 but we've been talking for two years two and two and a half years it's been years
0: Don't say that. It'll make me feel old.
1: You're black. You don't look at it. Don't make a difference. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: And then we have our, our, our uh, banter introduction.
1: Yes. Which is this.
0: And then we have our off the rails section.
1: I, I'm trying to keep the show on the rails. I, no, I we, have,
0: it. we have we have we have an on the rails, off the rails section.
1: I know there's a part of every episode where you start throwing in throwing yourself into the sides of the train like a crowd, and you're just right. trying and to push it off the rails. And I'm trying and to keep
0: then, it on the rails. And then hands. we have and then we have topics with like very pointed segues between. We are on schedule, sir. Yes, we are. Everybody who says our show doesn't have reels lies.
1: I mean, the, the derailment, I mean, the derailment occurs at the same time. It's like an episode of Power Rangers. Like it really it, it, it's it's a lot of wildness happens, but it happens in groups of six minutes. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not as wild as you think. It's just, you know, by the time you look up and you're like, man, that was wild. And it's still 629 and there's a commercial for cinnamon toast crunch every single time on <laughs> the fucking dot because we're fucking professionals. I'm playing Dragon Age, goddammit. Which also has rails.
3: We Which were just talking about rail. that before you, before you uh, hopped on. We were talking about how uh, Dragon Age, while it encourages exploration and it encourages interacting with the world, there are very there are guidelines to keep you uh in check as it were
0: I like guidelines uh, having yeah. played
1: Dragon age Inquisition I playing Dragon Age backwards I played Dragon Age Inquisition first and then I got Dragon Age two as it became backwards compatible and Dragon Age one when it was free on EA Play game pass plus access MacGuffin. and okay. I'm playing it backwards and I played Dragon Age Inquisition where they just kind of put you in places and let you wander around which I thought was fine until I played Dragon Age 2 where it has the most well written snappy curated story that has something literally in every place you wander into if you wander and I think I prefer this
0: <laughs> It was
1: really I like it better and the reason why Inquisition happened I realized is because everyone was complaining about Dragon Age 2 being too tight but I'm like this isn't this isn't linear the way you think it is. Like they were talking about it like it was Halo, and I'm like, no, this isn't what you think.
0: No, it wasn't.
1: <laughs> it rewards you for it's it rewards you. It keeps the story coming at you at such a brisk pace, and it's so well written. Every single word is accounted for. It is the best written game, and I I will say this now unequivocally: this is the best written game I have ever played by a country mile. And Not I get it? what.
0: Honestly, some of the NPCs in it are my favorites because all of the NPCs are, like, doing shit. Like, even when you walk past them, they're having, like, not cheesy conversation. Like, they're actually having, like, here, do you want this potion? And then there's, like, banter back and forth between them. Like, it's... That motherfucker,
1: somebody was like, listen, listen, if you want me to get this potion... Um, I got to get it while I'm getting my son from school. You can't just come up on me asking for potions when I got to pick up my kid. And I'm like, you're right. It's absolutely valid. You can't be running up on somebody. Like right. He, like they like, you they
0: know, did such tight writing that like the background, like the, the the pixels in the background were having real life conversations. Right. I'm
1: like, you know, I heard this and that. I'm, and I have never played a game where I've wanted to hear every single word that the game has to say. Ever. I have never played a game where I've wanted to hear like, you know how games have the subtitle option of main characters, sub characters, background. And I've always been like, sure, just leave it all on, whatever. But I've never understood the relevance of having that on until I played Dragon Age 2, where I'm like, I when people start talking, I pivot and I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, the Coke machine's broken. Who broke it? Harold broke it. Well, fuck Harold. You want me to call (laughs) a repairman? I got it. That's all good, Hawk. I'm like, cool. All right. Just making sure, man. Have a good day. Overheard yeah, you. Just I, making sure.
0: I would legit just park and just like stand and listen to whatever bullshit was happening.
1: Yep. My time in the game gets extended because the more game, it's not because there's more to do. I mean, there is, the game is expanding rapidly, but it's because I'm playing slower. I'm no longer fast traveling and skipping parts of town. I just randomly will go to a part of town and randomly go talk to someone. You know, my favorite is the um, my favorite NPC is the talkative drunk guy in the hangman who literally yes! has nothing but philosophy for you. Whenever you chat him up, he has nothing but several pages. He they are not fucking around. He is a talkative drunk man. He's drunk. He has a lot to say. <laughs> I love
3: God it. level knowledge darts. What you say? He's got God level knowledge darts for you.
1: Right. And that's just like and he ain't even in for the conversation. You can't talk back to the motherfucker he's talking to you he's dropping knowledge on you for your benefit and then he's out he's drunk he's gonna lay down
2: he's-
3: so bacon if that's what you're into okay then now i can with slight confidence say that you will get some enjoyment out of kingdoms of Amalore. because one thing that they do really well all of the mps are doing stuff without you
0: okay
1: Oh nigga, you playing? Like, you, oh nigga, you played that shit? Oh, I'm not. Ooh, okay. We got more words the. Oh, well,
0: Kingdom yeah, but- of Amalur came out, and it was one of those games where like it was one of those things where a lot of people picked up Dragon Age and Kingdom of Amalur at the same time. Right. And I was just like, I have Dragon Age two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna keep playing Dragon Age two over and over. Yeah. Now. So, um, I never got to play Kingdoms of Amalur, and I really, I really wanted to. But oh my god. I didn't. I didn't have ac- I didn't have access to it, but at the same time, now I'm an adult. I'm just like, I need to know if I am going to like the game before I, I it because I, I hate it. more. It, I don't. It's not even like the wasting my money. I hate wasting my time.
3: Oh, totally understood. I think you will get some level of enjoyment out of it. I do not think it'll make like your best games ever, but I do think you'll get a level of enjoyment out of it.
1: Um, That's okay.
0: I, I get really picky on my best games ever, anyway. So
1: um i think well comparing in terms of like it depends on what you how do i put it um if you play like i always say you play game genres for the base genre action so like if you're playing an rpg then you're here for the writing first um if you're here for the writing then dragon age dragon age is on some like goat season nonsense like you don't really it's not it'd be rude to compare no
0: actually dragon age like Ruined a lot of RPGs for me.
1: Right. It's like, I see it now. I'm like, oh, this is this is not something. Like I already know. I'm 30 hours in. I'm like, this is not a game I'm going to compare other games to because this is doing some other shit. This is doing some 45 point, 12 assists, 15 rebound bullshit that no other game should be expected <laughs> to do Um, for as long as it's doing it, as consistently as it's doing it. So that's already taken it off the board. Erica told me about Kingdoms of Amalur because they liked it so much. And it's funny that you mentioned it, Justin, because I had gotten the remake because I had seen Erica play it on PC because Erica's freaking out because there was a, re- a remaster of it. So then I saw them play it, and then I got it, and now I love it. And the only reason I'm not playing it all the time is because Dragon Age is a Dragon Age, and but right. it's absolutely superb in
3: its own right. Oh. Yeah, like it, it's the story is you know standard high fantasy evil race, chosen one of destiny, whatever, that's fine. They do some really cool subversive stuff once you get towards the end with the whole, you have the chosen one of destiny. I thought that was really cool. But what I really enjoyed about Kingdom of Amalur was The combat feels fun, which is my, that's why I've never picked up uh, an Elder Scrolls, because combat Mm
0: is
2: absolutely
3: atrocious. Mm -hmm.
0: I I can't with that combat. It is like, the combat is some of the least immersive shit I I have ever experienced. I don't
1: understand how Bethesda be putting that shit out, where you be shooting at people that animate until they pass out. or You be swinging on somebody that animate until they pass out. Like, how is that a fucking thing? They've been doing that for over a decade. And the first time I saw it, I was like, that the first time I ever saw that effect was in the original Tomb Raider. How are you bringing that forward for decades? How? <laughs> How?
3: Yeah. It's so like, the the, the combat like it feels fun and it feels engaging. Um, you know, they have the three standard disciplines: fighter, rogue, mage. And being a mage actually feels fun. Ooh. Right? Like they made they made being a mage fun and not a burden.
1: You know what being a mage so- reminds me of? You ever seen Robert Downey, jo- Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock and how proficient he yes. is at fighting? It yes. reminds me of him and how proficient he is at fighting, where the mage has given this a lot of thought and is going to put the hands on you, but also is a mage. It's not like, I'm not going to stand in the back. I'm going to put the paws on you because I've given this some thought. And it looks like they did. And it's just, it's just like they've given it some deep thought. It's not just like a fighting style. It's I've I, I've given some deep analysis. I have the data, so it's not to put the pause on you now. And it's it's right. it really is strong. Yeah, Kingdom of Amalur is great. It's one it's one, actually I, I wanted to get it. Funny enough, because and I guess this is where we're going. I had I got Dragon's Dogma, but it's so much like Monster Hunter. I didn't want to play it. It's like it feels it, it's like Monster. It feels like at its core like you know like of like Monster Hunter's combat, which I don't actually we didn't actually want to play. I wanted something a little snappier. So I stumbled upon Kingdoms of Animal because uh, Eric was freaking out about it.
0: Funny enough, if you use a bow in Dragon's Dogma, it's really good.
1: Oh, I, I'm intent- i I'm having seen the
0: extremely
1: dark Netflix anime, my fucking God.
3: <laughs> so I'm going to have to the play the game. The anime is right. somehow darker than the show. And the show or the anime is somehow darker than the game. And the game starts you getting your heart ripped out.
0: Yeah, so, like, the whole thing is, is, like, this dragon is dying and getting revenge at the same time. So, dragon, like, pulls your heart out and, like, takes it. And it's their heart. And now you have to get your heart back.
3: Snatch it, like, Debo, snatch Buddy Shane, Just
0: And it's literally the first scene. Uh, like, you're walking around the village and you're like, hey, what's up, everybody? Oh, let me help you out. Let's do, let, you know, fishing, whatever. Awesome. Hey, finger guns.
1: And Heart it, snatched. And it seems like the point of the anime, at least, I have not played, I've played the introduction of the game. I did not play a lot of Dragon's Dogma. the game, is that there are worse things than getting your heart ripped out, Human. And I'm like, jeez, I see your point. I get it. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, I get it. So yeah, I need to play that game. But in the interest of playing that game and wanting to play something a little snappier, I had stumbled upon Kingdoms of Amalur, which is funny, I didn't know that you played it, Justin. That's very interesting. So, yeah.
3: I played it on PS3. Um, I got the Mass Effect armor to go with it because it came out right before Mass Effect 3 came out and it was like, buy all of our games. And I was like, you had me at Mass Effect. <laughs> um, but no, I, I enjoyed the freedom in it as well. Like the game encourages you to do everything in one playthrough. Right. Like it is not something that you want that you would go back and play again. Um, they let you respec as many times as you want. They let you go through all the factions to make sure that you unlock everything before you finish. And right before you get to the end, it's like the game all but looks at you, the player, and says, hey, the game is over after this. Are you sure you don't want to do some other stuff? <laughs> So, yeah, you should definitely give that dividend a
1: world bacon. I'm actually gonna. I'm. I mean, I, frankly, if this is what we're doing, then I'm. I'm. I'm formally announcing that I'm playing um lens of Amalur, Dragon Age, and uh, Dragon's Dogma. Pretty
2: yeah, much is one Definitely. I'm, is and what the com- the
0: combat in Dragon's Dogma gets a lot better. It kind of does feel a little monster hunting oh, oh, at first. Oh no! Like as,
1: I love as monster you, hunters. I love monster hunters. Oh no,
0: no, no! But I'm saying like as you get more abilities. It really shows, like, um, I thoroughly enjoyed using a bow, right, well,
2: like okay, and
0: I usually and like I like using it like I like doing like archer stuff, but in a lot of games, it gets boring really fast,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but I shit you not, it was like the way they had it, like it was really fun. I'm just like walking around with this magic ass bow, and then they have the pawn system, which I thought was really cool. So, like, the pawn system is you basically have, like, this not-person.
3: Indentured
1: servant. But yeah. they're not
0: really human, it seems.
1: Uh, no, nah, they're some type of...
0: Humanoid. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're a not-person. They're something. They're made out of Homunculus. magic. Yeah, they're homunculi. Um, and they can, like, help you in combat and help you with stuff. And you can also send them out to help your friends. Like, your real-life friends. Like, people can pick up your pawn and be, like, awesome. And then when they get back, your pawn's like, this is where I brought back from my adventures and helping other people.
1: Oh, that's fucking cool. I'm here for that. It's,
0: it's a really neat system. And it's, like, and even, like, the those, those backstory behind, like, the lie, not person whatever, is actually, like, really that's, sad
1: it's it's funny that's one of the reasons why I wanted to play the game is because having watched the anime I was like who is this pawn one who is this pawn two why are they the best and three I need to figure out I need to know the answers to one and two post haste yeah,
0: um yeah it's like everything to do with Dragon's Dogma is distressing and and sad yeah but it also but it's also in a way that like makes you want to keep playing you're just like, I want to make things better.
2: <laughs> and, and that's
3: what good RPGs do. They immerse you in not just the main story, but the world you inhabit. Um, the, I guess the last thing I'll say about Amalur is they do a very good job of making the world feel lived in outside of you. Like people are living their lives with you, without you, whether you do the quest or not. They're still like going about their day, doing their thing. Um, one of the villages is this village. Where they harvest silk from spiders, and the spiders like will just randomly start attacking the village. And you'll see the people. All right, time to time to defend my village from these <laughs> spiders. Um, and they can die. So I hope you uh, you save them. Because if you're just like sort of lollygag, like oh they're not gonna die. This is a cutscene. This is just a background event. Nope, that shopkeeper you like, they can die. Um, <laughs>
1: I shouldn't laugh at that. No, it's uh, pretty funny.
3: First time that I, like that, I actually got the shopkeeper killed because I was like experimenting with my new combos, and I was like, "Oh shit, they're dead." Oh, that's fine; they'll be back tomorrow. Nope, they're dead, and like people are actually saying, "Yeah, it it's, like The spiders got them. i Was like, "Oh shit, they're like gone for real. I can't buy potions in this <laughs> town anymore."
0: No, no more shopkeeper.
3: I hope they didn't have any quests for me. um That's so yeah, it, it, you talked about how Dragon Age 2 like the the people in the background are doing things and living their lives without you. Amor does that really well as well. Um the the different cultures they interact with each other. You can see that. You can see just this world that has existed with you without you before you and after you and I think that's really cool. So
1: I'm here for this. Okay, cool. That's that's what that's what I'm doing because I actually only plan on playing uh, kingdom of Amalur and dragon age and dragon dogma just because they're all just occurring at the same time and so they're gonna they're pretty much they're they're writing me right to
0: they all happened about the same time
1: right yeah i, I realize it's one of those things it, i play these games and i realize that a lot of them back when we listened to game reviews or i did Um, There were a lot of games that were punished for no real reason. We didn't take as much. We still don't. But we didn't take as much joy in games back then as a populace because we weren't allowed to because we couldn't we didn't have the access to all these games all the time. We didn't. So we kind of had to let other folks guide us, give us their opinion and stuff. And man, those people were miserable fucks. And like I'm reading about the reviews of Dragon Age Two, and I'm reading the reviews of Kingdom of Amalur, and I'm like, you guys, I mean, just what? You do you guys even like video games?
2: Like good God, Well,
3: that good that game. that was the era, and we're still seeing the, rem, the 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 remnants and ramifications of that of it being cool to hate on things, right? Like right. that 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 was. Um,
0: I also want to say RPGs were never were never popular like they are popular but they weren't they were never rated popularly
1: right but that's the thing they were rated by people who wanted rpgs to be something else and i don't understand that like right they were
0: rated by people who don't play rpgs
1: right but they had all these words about them Mm -hmm. and it was just it was just it was just such and and it affected my ability to enjoy rpgs because i was never able to no one no one enjoyed rpgs so then i didn't spend my money on them um so yeah i just i have i'm i have a growing issue with how much we flog games we 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 we, we grew up with game floggers and it's just like i don't understand like why are you even here and if then it, you
0: became friends with me and started dating erica
1: right i just i just <laughs> and it's a i just don't i just it's just like play i i, I trusted you guys to let me I trusted you guys and frankly like I said there's just I I was I realized I was just limiting myself for no good reason. I think it was Monster Hunter World that did it. And then I just went backwards because thank god for backwards compatibility. And so yeah, I, I it's like, oh, if this game is great cuz all of a sudden everyone like Monster Hunter World, which is one of the weird things about Monster Hunter World is Monster Hunter World everyone just reviewed and it got intensely popular good reviews suddenly. And Usually, uh, Monster Hunter was always rated as a, well, if you're into that
3: kind of thing, it's cool. If you're like, in Monster Hunter, it's cool. cool, cool.
1: But no, they were just like, this is a great game. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you guys. But then you started it. You mentioned it. And then I went into it. And then I went backwards. And it's just, I realized all these games that I'm playing, I'm looking back. And it's like, people were just like, fuck this game and i'm like why and if fuck this game then what game aren't we fucking (laughs) right so it's just like i i just like there's so little joy in how we were raised to even take in games that i kind of jam people up about it i just tell people you know have fun play games i've i'm you already came under the show like that and i didn't argue but now i'm closer to you in terms of zealotry, like yeah, play what you no, like. I
0: mean that's that's part of why I even said like I don't listen to game reviews. Um, I I think I stopped around that time, even like a, even like acknowledging game reviews because I'm like this doesn't even make sense. Um, right. Because like I play these games and I'd like read the review and I'm like, yeah, you, you're not what you're complaining about has nothing to do with the quality of the game.
1: Right. Yeah, You are complaining about the genre.
0: You are... And, com- and, 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 and like, you're complaining about the game itself, but the things you're complaining about aren't actually faults. They're how the game was designed intentionally. Like, right. it's not... It's not that it's, you're not complaining about bugginess. You're not um, complaining about poor voice acting. You're not complaining about like confusing narrative. You're complaining about there's not a huge world map. It wasn't designed with a huge world map.
1: Right. It right.
0: Is, it, it's a city. Right. Everything takes place in the city. Narratively, it takes place in the city.
1: city There's
0: not going to be a huge map. And where I kind of understand the, yes, they used like, you know, the same like maps for like the different things, but at the same time, those areas were like, here's a cave under the city.
1: Here's the deal about that. I (laughs) realized something. I say this, we have matured differently. We are now a Netflix watching story absorbing populace to the point where we now understand that you can return to the same because I think about this when I think about near Automata and how everyone loved that tiny ass game and I love it too but everyone loved that tiny 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 game
0: yeah the, it's
1: actually a really small game right really small game
3: and everyone was like yeah when you turn to the same areas with new context man it really feels like you know the story's really weighing down on the environment
1: and I was like you go to the same and I'm area like, but
0: every, what are you talking about no context everything that game has context. Right,
1: that's my point. And when <laughs> I'm looking at reviews of like Dragon Age, where the same rule applies, everyone's like, "Well, the areas are the same." I'm like, "But the context keeps changing and you're in the same city over the course of several years." It's a story about a city. That's why the cover of the game has a wall the to the city. It's
0: about a city that's going to be a massive central plot to everything in the game in the world that they'd been building since the first game you
3: know what dragon age 2 is
0: like their next game like well, like inquisition cannot exist we, without Dragon you know age what it
1: is we don't have it we now have it. like it's, like i'll say this right now um like dragon age 2 is like spider-man and we didn't have it as a populace to understand spider-man's relation to the avengers 10 years ago now we do And it's funny that we have the tools to understand Dragon Age 2's narrative relevance in the Grand Dragon Age scheme between 1 and 3. It was Spider-Man. And it's fucking good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dragon Age 2 is Spider-Man.
1: Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't. And it's just like we didn't have the tools. So now we were like, why is this game smaller than the other game? 2 out of 10. This game is smaller. Smaller is worse.
0: You know what the funny part is, is like, even though like the game was smaller, I put three times as many hours into it. That
1: game is so dense. Anybody who says that game is small was obviously just following around checkpoints at the end of the game. If you wander around every single area, that shit is always changing. Every time, every single quest, something changes in the city and you will never know it if you don't go and look.
0: I played that game, I played, one playthrough of that game was 40 hours more than one playthrough of Dragon Age Inqu- Dragon Age Origins with Awakening. Yeah. And then Inquisition was another 40 hours more than Dragon Age 2.
1: Yep. I don't know how, I'm in Act 2 and I'm 30 hours in and I still have the DLC stuff to do. I don't know how far I am. I'm like in the, I think I'm at the end, I'm the, like the beginning of Act 2, I'm 30 hours in, I got DLC. I'm playing slower now than I was in Act 1 because I realized the city's alive. Yeah.
0: Act Act 2 is amazing.
3: So you know what Dragon Age is? What? It's The Wire. Ooh.
2: I have The Wire.
3: Ooh. Allow me to explain. Ooh. So The Wire Season 1. That's the title of each
1: episode. Title is episode, by the way.
3: So The Wire season one is really about, at its core, it's about Baltimore and the relationship Baltimore has with the denizens of Baltimore, whether it's the city of Baltimore, the mayor's office, the police department, the drug dealers, the kids, the drug addicts, it's the city of Baltimore and how all these people get along with each other. Dragon Age one is essentially the story of the warden, the world around the warden, and how all these different forces at play intermingle with each other. Everybody loves The Wire season one. The Wire Season 2 is when people start to tell on themselves. The Wire Season 2 tells a more tightly focused narrative that's more about the city than the people. Mm. Dragon Age 2 is the story about that city. Mm. It's a more tightly focused narrative, and that's when people start to tell on themselves. That's why I'm here. If if you've seen The Wire in its entirety, like, well, just Seasons 1 and 2 of The Wire, and you've played Dragon Age 1 and 2... This makes sense, right? And you've never thought about it until I said it. That's right. why I'm here, guys. That's why I'm being held hostage.
0: You're here of your own volition.
1: Those men keep you in peak physical condition. You're fed several <laughs> times a day. You have um, up to a thousand yards of freedom. And I think that's um, more than adequate for a Negro of your size and age. So, um, yes. That is absolutely completely true. And um actually the title will still represent the Korra that is coming, but the description might just be Dragon Age is the Wire in quotes, quoting you, and that's gonna be the description of the show. And also Dragon Age is the wire. So yes. Yeah. So that is that is that, yes. And um to wrap that up so we can give you guys the floor, um, have fun play games. That's the benefit of backwards compatibility. Never let anybody tell you different. Play all the games. If you hear about a game that's old, play that game if you can. Um, oh,
0: speaking of RPGs, oh. I am currently playing Romancing Saga 3, which is my favorite oh, uh, the Romancing um, Saga series. And the, I don't uh, know when I will be done playing it because there's... So technically, there's four different narratives, but there's a male and female and the male and female are, like, two different people in the same party.
1: Um, I actually bought Romancing Saga 3 on sale because I bought Romancing Saga 2 on sale at your urging.
0: And Romancing was, Saga like, 2 is amazing.
1: And I was like, oh, I have Romancing Saga 2 and 3. So, yes, that's another. I, I should yeah, publicly uh, release a list of games that you I uh, bought on your urging, but please continue.
0: But yeah, so in on top of backwards compatibility, there's also, especially if you play if you have a Nintendo switch, um, Nintendo has been bringing back ports or remasters of their old games with um, original content that was never released in the States, or just fully translated games in their like Super Nintendo form. like they're not like updated with weird new graphics. Um, but they're translated into English. And um you can get those and they're pretty good actually. Um I'm not gonna get the new trials of mana. I'm actually just gonna buy the um translated uh Saigon Dead Two three because I don't actually like the I don't like the graphics on Trials of Mana.
1: Oh, the new one or the, oh, the... the 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 new one. Oh, you know what's funny is I was thinking that I was looking at. It, I was like, I don't think this looks really like this doesn't look as snappy as the original graphics. Like, it looks a little low yep. res. And I was like, I, I
0: am a huge fan of the original graphics.
1: Right. I was like, this doesn't. This does not look better. This is not look this remaster. While like I appreciate what's going on, this does not actually look tangibly better. Like that might be something I'm missing because I'm not a fan. No, that's
0: a remake.
1: Right, there might be something I'm missing, but this does not look like, tangibly better no, than like I don't like, a I don't like it. it
0: um, work. so I'm just doing the translated, uh, um, remaster, the translated port, which makes me happier, which is fine because that's actually my favorite Secret of Mana game, by the way.
2: Mm. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, I played it. I played it on emulation. I have beaten it every single way you can possibly beat that game, multiple times.
3: Well, if we're just discussing <laughs> things that we are currently playing.
0: It's important. Everybody needs to know what RPGs to buy because I want everyone playing RPGs.
1: And we're home. Like we, uh, niggas is still home. So, you, gotta, you, you know RP- what?
0: Prime RPG time. What are you playing?
3: I have an RPG for you. It's just not the RP. It's not a traditional RPG, but it's totally a role-playing game. That's currently on Game Pass. Um, My poor laptop. I've realized it's five years old now, which means it's old. Hmm. Um, It can't handle Crusader Kings three. So I've gone back to Crusader Kings two, which is still ridiculously fun. And I don't think I've preached the gospel of Crusader Kings on this show yet.
0: You have not. preached the gospel.
3: Let everybody know. Okay. So Crusader Kings, the series it's it's not civilization right like if you see it your brain will say okay it's like civilization i'm trying to build an empire i'm trying to expand out and do all the things it's not necessarily true the way crusader kings works is you pick a time period preferably the er the earliest time period you can pick is like the year 769 then you pick a dynastic line You are now that family tree. You are not that civilization. You are that person. So if you pick the king of England, you're the king of England. And it is your responsibility to maintain the kingdom of England and ensure that the family line survives until the end of the game. Which is... The year, I think it's 142, or 1,042, 1,492. I think that's the end of the game. It's far the way out there somewhere. It's like 700, 700 years after the start. So that could mean expanding the kingdom of England. It can just mean holding on to what you've got. You can lose your entire kingdom and not even have anything to your name and just be like, damn, I'm just out here now. I ain't got nothing. Time to claw my way back. And it's an interesting spin on the 4X genre that's really more focused on the role-playing aspect of, okay, I am this person, right? So the way I typically play is I'll pick a count somewhere in East Africa because why would I want to be European? Come on now.
0: Didn't you lose your kid to a cult? So, okay. (laughs) Okay. sorry i was just thinking about that right now i'm like wait justin's always losing the cults
3: so there's secret societies there's factions like there's a real game of thrones element to this of like once you built up your kingdom your realm your empire and you have other vassals they're going to be coming for you unless you've got good relationships with them um One of my more notable runs is I I had my kingdom. It was about six or seven other counties. Everything was cool. We all got along. And suddenly one of my heirs gets taken in by this demon-worshiping cult. And he's like, actually, Satan's pretty cool, guys. (laughs) And I feel like (laughs) we should all be worshiping Satan.
1: Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. Dad. (laughs) Hear me out, man
3: hear me out (laughs) but that that actually fucked up everything because he was supposed to because my character was nearing the end of his life and i'm like cool i'm gonna pass everything off to the sun he's gonna keep everything in check maybe i'll start expanding towards egypt or maybe you know i had plans then he's like actually i worship satan which meant when he took over all of the vassals were like, oh, no, this nigga's got to die. <laughs> yeah. So they all turned on him. And that's when I took over. As I was like, well, then. Guess this is what we're doing now. Um, and so the, you have to manage all those relationships. The run I'm doing right now. It's actually it was going pretty well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my daughter got excellent rolls on all of her stats. She was going to inherit the queendom. All the vassals liked her better than me anyway. So I'm like, cool, I can be a dickhead. They love her. Um, Her only problem is she keeps trying to kill her brothers. And like, you'll get notifications if someone is trying to kill someone either in your court or in your family. And I just kept getting notifications like, hey, so dad, I wanna kill my brother, you wanna help? And instead of throwing her in jail, I'm like, daughter, <laughs> kill family. We need family. Because as we as you marry off your family members, or your sons and daughters, that's how alliances are formed, because old times. And I'm like, if you kill them, the alliance goes away. And this fragile peace that we have in Africa right now all goes away. So can you could you not murder? Could you? Could you please not? Don't, don't kill your brother, please. Um, it also made no sense for her to try to kill her brothers anyways, because she was the, the eldest daughter, which means she's going to get all of my stuff when I die. There was no reason for her to do this other than just, fuck that nigga.
1: Well, I was about to say, maybe he's trash. I mean, in history, I mean, it. if we look closely at history, your daughter might have a point she might be very forward thinking because if we had been stabbing niggas for the previous 3000 years, we probably wouldn't be where we are now.
3: You know, that's, that's, I can't, I can't. So
1: your daughter might be ahead of her time and you might just want to go ahead and give her the blessing. See what happens to society. If we just start stabbing niggas at the top, like at the top, not at the bottom at the top and then see what happens. So I,
3: so I died. So I took, so the daughter took over, she's running things. It's actually going really smoothly. Uh my overall goal for this run is to unite all of Africa. If not under my banner, then through alliances that, you know, the Europeans can't come down. Wishful thinking, I know, but. um, But I think you have a point, because the brother she kept trying to kill, he ends up getting married. He keeps cheating on his wife, making bastards. His wife keeps cheating on him and making him claim the children. And this nigga had the audacity to come to me and say, my wife is cheating on me. Right. I clicked on him, because you can see all the children. I'm like, you have more bastards than children. (laughs) You want me to do something about this? So that's the kind of game Crusader Kings is. And there is a, a combat element to it. There's a military aspect. You can conquer other countries, um, but you can't just outright say, okay, cool, I wanna conquer this country. You have to have a claim for it. You have to either have a claim on the land, have a family member with a claim on the land, or forge documents to say, actually, I own this place. So that also, like that little wrinkle sort of changes your planning on how you're gonna go about doing these different things. It's, it's it's a really fun and interesting game. It's a very steep learning curve. But once you get the hang of it, it is so fun and rewarding because you get absurd things like your son and his wife cheating on each other and coming to you saying, hey, make them stop cheating. You should throw them in jail. And I literally said, get the fuck out of my face. Um, That's so messy. It It is completely messy. It is completely messy. And then my niece killed my sister. <laughs> Dang, she killed her mother. Now that I think about it. My niece killed her mother to inherit her dukedom. And then was like, so we're cool? We're cool, right? Like, this is is fine, right? And I'm (laughs) like, "You, you just murdered your mother. I feel like I should throw you in jail for this. I feel like that's something you should go to jail for. I did not throw her in jail, by the way.
1: Of course not. That's the, point of, that's the point of nepotism. It's like, you killed a family member, but, you know, we'll sort this out over dinner. Meet me at Popeye's. We'll talk about it.
0: Uh, okay, <laughs> Shit, that's honestly. actually what
3: I did. That is actually what I did.
0: So, my favorite thing is, is, like, what you're describing is literally the plot for, like, 90% of my Chinese webtoons.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, it's amazing. <laughs> I just want to play it just for that
3: so here's what i'll do next time i play it i'll hit everyone up in discord and i'll stream it just you you can see the absurdity of what's happening oh
2: my
0: god
3: i'm here for this oh god
0: well i could probably is uh is crusader kings 3 on there as well
3: it's on game pass yeah
0: okay i'll see if it's on pc game pass because by the way game pass has a pc version
3: yeah all right i think it's exclusively pc i don't think crusader kings has a console
0: that's fantastic because I only have PC game pass because I have a PC
3: well, speaking of Paradox Games, Stellaris is coming out with
0: an update I know! I can't afford it I especially can't afford it because uh, I went manic today
1: what does going manic mean?
0: I will. I will understand everything I bought when it gets here
1: ah uh, yep. yeah I know, I, I, know, I know that. So. I know re- that.
0: I don't remember half of it. I remember everything I needed to buy.
1: Uh, the retail therapy is a uh, sound.
0: That was literally what happened. Yeah.
3: Well, you know what you don't need to buy? What? The Cora box set because it's on Netflix yeah. now. I
0: don't have buy any of that. No, actually, so I don't want discs. I don't want, I don't, I do not want CDs. I do not want vinyl. I do not want DVDs. The only Blu-rays I will have are going to be Godzilla, Predator related, or Gamera. Um, Those are the only ones. I don't want anything else because I cannot fucking stand discs that even have the slightest scratch. I cannot stand putting discs away or putting the cases on the shelf and then finding them not on the shelf in the alphabetical order that I put them in by genre. Oh, that's
1: big, big facts.
0: So I refuse (laughs) and I will only do streaming. (laughs) I I don't even care if it goes away. I don't even care if I purchased it via streaming and it gets taken away because it is better then whatever i just listed off
3: <laughs> well you know what else you don't have to buy and i can't believe i skipped over this topic you can't believe you skipped over it you don't have to buy anything harry potter related
0: ever i, I waited anyway but this is even more fantastic i have options of not buying games
2: um all right
3: so i've never read harry potter i've never seen the movies I am aware of Harry Potter through pop culture osmosis and the fact that J.K. Rowling is a horrible human being. A literal fucking ghoul. Pretty much.
0: So I have watched half of the movies and I've read half of the books. Um, I'm actually not a Harry Potter fan. I actually don't like J.K. Rowling's prose. Um for whatever reason it um gets under my skin and i don't like reading it i actually have the same I- issue with neil gaiman yes sacrilege i know
2: my god can't read
0: it. i cannot read his work um the only two books of his i was able to successfully get through were american gods and anansi boys
1: you know what's funny is um terrifying.
3: the one that matters is nazi boys
1: so
0: well it still reads too white
1: Terry Terry Pratchett keeps Neil Gaiman on the rail. Neil Gaiman without Terry Pratchett goes flying off the rail. So I actually understand what you're talking about. I just don't feel so strongly about it.
0: No, I like I, I can't do it. I'm just like, I can't read. I can't people are like, you need to read this. And I'm like, I will mm. not read this. Um I've tried too many of his books. But I had the same issue with hers. Like I just got frustrated and I couldn't I couldn't keep reading it. But um JK Rowling is one of those people. Well, first of all, jk rowling is one of those people who like you know tolkien and the others like their beliefs actually snuck into their work um hers was just overshadowed by the fact that um her books were mostly geared towards children and the biggest takeaway that came from it was like be kind like be be authentic to yourself and be kind Um, but there's actually a lot of problematic stuff that's, like, in there. There's some fantastic uh, criticisms, especially as to, like, how she writes her characters, such as Hermione, and there's a lot of anti-Semitism that's just pretty blatant in her writing. Hmm. So, um, now, and the funny thing about the anti-Semitism part is that for years, people were like, no, 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 it's not there, no, and as they grew up, they're like, yeah no it's bad uh, because again, it was written for like like it, it, the books were coming out when i was in uh middle school and high school right like like kids were reading these books so like you know it was like they're they're like living the books they had the merch they had wands etc like it was just, like they built like this whole thing fan fiction Oh my God, fan fiction. It's one thing I love about the Harry Potter universe is actually the fandom. I actually fell in love with the Harry Potter fandom. Um, The whole rest of it can go fuck fuck off though. But the fandom is really what makes it for me. It is such a strong and unique fandom. And for the most part, pretty accepting. There's of course like, you know, terrible people as there are everywhere but when you when you in terms of fandoms this is actually a really good fandom most fandoms are super super toxic on various levels just like disgustingly toxic and this one's actually okay in comparison it's actually actually okay um so jk rowling has been all over the internet being a turf. And she's been more and more openly a TERF. For people who don't remember what TERF means, it's trans-exclusionary radical feminism. Uh, basically, uh, people who, people, self-proclaimed feminists who don't, who, who believe in trans exclusion, and J.K. Rowling has been progressively, as every day goes, just getting more and more and more disgusting with her beliefs on trans people just like openly against trans people and trans women, especially she's been really attacking trans women. And so like, as in, she just linked on her own Twitter. Um, uh, like a person's like sales sort of thing, like products that are all that are straight up. Like, anti-trans like there really are like like when one one has a button that says uh trans women are men
1: jesus christ
0: (laughs) right right she is absolutely wild right now and so there, now what does this have to do with gaming? Well, there's a new, the, the new Harry Potter game that everybody's been wa- like waiting for and just be like, oh my God, about it's coming out. There's, and it is, it looks gorgeous. It looks fantastic. But the problem is, is that purchase, purchases of this game are going to, money is going to go directly to her. This is specifically a game. That you should not buy. That nobody should buy.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, because purchasing this game is... Directly supporting uh, trans antagonism. There's no way around it. Hmm. Now, somebody, of course... There's this wonderful thing being spread across the internet. Which is saying like... But... You know, you can't just not buy the game because there's so many people who worked on it and they need to get money for their work. So that's not how video games work. With video game game creation, almost all of the work done, the development team, the testers, all of it, they're paid before the game is released. They get paid at the beginning, during and when their work on the game is done. They already have their money. They got paid. The only people who continue to get paid after the game sells are people who are going to be fixing any bugs in the game, who again will be not paid via money from the game, but will be being paid you know per contract or per hour and royalties will be going essentially to the studio head the publisher jk rowling nobody who works on the game is going to be getting royalties from sales they don't get money from this that's that's not how that works Literally nobody who works on the game gets royalties from the sales. So don't buy the game. Now, there's a couple ways that you can like more ethically if you really, really absolutely have to play this game. Um, Somebody's gonna buy the game, clearly. Somebody's just gonna buy it. They're gonna buy it, they're gonna buy it on disc. They're gonna either hate it or get bored and they're going to trade it in for money and you can purchase that used game uh purchasing a used game all of the money goes to the person selling the used game it goes so ideally if you have a local game store that handles used uh that handles traded video games buy it from there um there's i'm not gonna say torrent or steal it because to be honest i don't actually believe in that i don't believe in theft right um but yeah there's there's absolutely no reason to buy this game she is a horrible person and we don't need to give money to horrible people yes there's video games yes there's fun but at some point you really have to think ethically about how you're spending your money. Mm -hmm. And if you are knowingly giving money to a person who is um, vocally on a daily basis, anti-trans, then you're basically telling people that like, especially you're basically telling other trans people that you just don't care or you don't support them.
2: Yep
3: your fandom is not more important than the feelings of real life human
0: beings it's just not
1: it's just an open world rpg i just looked at it i didn't pay it any mind i'm not a harry potter guy and then i was able to i wasn't a harry potter i was i was um it's a focot uh, fo- yeah focot the word rod uses um i was not a harry potter fan and now i'm even less of a harry potter fan because i can be <laughs> and uh yeah i didn't even look at the game it's just an open world rpg guys Keep it it's Bully
2: with Harry
3: Potter.
1: I refuse. I I'm gonna say this. There's no way in the world that if you are an ally to trans people on any level, that you are gonna have your allyship shattered by a goddamn open world RPG. Goddamn it. Go
3: play Bully.
1: The fucking genre piece. It's don't... the
3: same thing, just less magic.
1: Yeah, your your allyship is super flimsy, and you should be ashamed of yourself. If we're fucking, if you're getting lured over with a goddamn thing.
3: Go play Final... You You want an open-world game with magic? Go play Final Fantasy
0: XIV. Play Final Fantasy XIV! Everybody should be playing Final Fantasy XIV. That game's amazing. There's so much content. It's free up to level 60.
3: Yo, and we're getting 5-4 next month?
0: I know I'm not ready. I have so much work to do.
3: I thought they were gonna delay it, but they said nope. We're going back to the regular release schedule. Uh, five three got delayed. That doesn't mean five four is getting delayed.
0: Well, they probably had both. Um... I think they do both of them pretty close together, and then they just release yeah. them. So. Also, yeah. Japan, also Japan isn't. Um... Isn't under pandemic the same way we are?
3: No, they actually did what they were supposed to do.
0: I don't know what that means. Because I live here. (laughs) Yes, I know, Kitty.
3: This was the pandemic on easy mode and the country failed. Literally all the country had to do was stay home and play video games. That's all they had to do.
0: We're so fucked when winter happens.
3: Oh, God. Oh.
0: We're just fucked this winter. I just, I just, please stay safe. Please be careful. Um, If you can avoid going home or going to see people for Christmas, please do so because it's going to be really bad this year. It's going to be a really nasty winter. And it's because we did not do what we were supposed to do.
3: What you can do is you can stay home and watch Korra because yes. it's there for you.
0: You can play Final Fantasy 14 and watch Korra. And we're going to tell you why you need to watch Korra.
3: All the spoilers because I can talk freely about spoilers. This is the spoiler episode. If you have not seen Korra, uh, thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. Hope you had fun. Catch you next time.
1: Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. got a full we got a full hour of content so yeah you you you've gotten you a program follow us on patreon follow us on twitter but now
3: you guys have the floor
0: you start justin
3: i will smack every one of you that's <laughs> right. my god this show <laughs> Trash. Hold
1: on, let me rescind my earlier statement. You're going to have to give up a little bit. I know you're just slapping niggas. I didn't, I didn't realize when I handed you the microphone, you were going to start hitting people with it. I, I didn't know.
3: Well, okay. So, one of my friends that I went to college with, he just posted, I guess he just finished Cora, and he was like, yo, Aang is better than Cora. And I'm like, excuse me. What? I'm like, okay, you know what? No, no, I, I, I'll, I'll hear you out. There are, Aang has some endearing qualities, but his argument was Cora took too many L's. And I'm like, Aang lost to a teenager cosplaying Rufio. (laughs) Jet put the paws on Aang. Jet put the paws on Aang.
0: Multiple times, by the way. Multiple times.
3: And I'm like, hold on. Does Aang actually beat anybody of, like, note in Last Airbender? The only thing I could get was Ozai, but he needed literal god of the machine to overcome a firebender on steroids so if that is your argument, if your argument for Korra is bad because she loses is this your king? (laughs) this is your king Aang couldn't even Aang beat Zuko once yeah he beat Zuko in episode one and then Zuko's like okay yeah that's cute Um, this is what's not going to happen again.
0: I need to feed the cat.
2: He...
3: I can hold it down. He never beats Azula. He never beat Zhao. He never beats uh, Long Fang. So I don't understand. The other thing I don't understand is people that... Don't like Cora as a character. They say she's too arrogant, too brazen, but you ask them their favorite character from last airbender and they say it's top. I don't understand.
1: <laughs>
3: make it make sense. Well,
1: you know, I mean, you know, I know, we know.
3: I mean, I know. We know. I just want I just need them to admit to themselves yeah, what the reason yeah, y'all is. Yeah, y'all
1: gotta say it. Don't stop fucking around. Use, use your words, folks. It's okay, even if the words are problematic. You know they're problematic or you'd use them. <laughs> but don't be a coward either, because this is cowardly. Your core takes are
3: cowardly. Thank you. I think that's what aggravates me. They're so cowardly. Because like going back and watching the show, there are issues with it, structurally, and that's just from the nature of they only thought they were going to get one season, and then Nickelodeon was like, oh, this is actually one of our highest rated shows. Yeah, give us more of that. We want more of that. Um. And then slashing the budget for season four and then screwing with their release schedule for when things would air for season three, I can understand While if you we were watching in real time, you're like, hey, this felt disjointed, I didn't like this. The benefit of being able to watch it all in, not one sitting, but on my pace, nah, nah. Those structural issues kind of fix themselves, right? Like the the biggest structural issue with Korra is the jump from season one to two, because it was like, yo, how do we continue a story that we didn't intend on continuing? But I think they did a good job of sort of bridging that gap between, okay, cool, what do we do with Korra now? She's kind of mastered all the elements. She's mastered the Avatar state. What do we do with her now? It's like, well... She still has to grow as a person, right? She may have mastered the elements, but she's still a child. She still has a lot of growing to do, and she still has a lot to learn about the world and people. Let's explore that, and I think they do a great job of that.
0: Well, also, it actually takes her a really long time to master the avatar state um, because her spiritual connection is still shit. Right. Like all of season two is just her focus is just focusing her on how do we get you better at this? Because you're terrible at it.
3: Right. Like her, her whole personality is she viewed her abilities as weapons, which, and her father admits this, that was due to how she was raised. And like, yeah, maybe we made a mistake isolating you from the world instead of letting you experience the world. Um, but Yeah. Because of the decisions made by Aang's successors, like, yo, last time we had an avatar, someone tried to kill them. We need to protect them and isolate them. It's like, no, the avatar needs to go on to the world. The avatar needs to experience people. The avatar needs to learn things, not just how to bend. They need to learn people. Um, but I think the latter seasons of Korra do a really good job of showing Korra not just connecting with their spiritual side, but connecting with people too like there's a great moment in season three where the airbending gets turned back on. And this dude's like, yo, I don't want these abilities. I don't want this. And he's like on the bridge. And it, it reminds me of that that panel in all-star Superman where the little girl's about to jump off the, not a little girl, she's a teenager, but she's about to jump off the building and Superman shows up and says, yo, maybe your therapist really was running late, but it's okay. You're stronger than you think you are. And I'm like, Anytime someone like says, what why does Superman matter? I point to that panel like, that's why Superman matters. Cause he can take time out of being Superman to stop a teenager from committing suicide to remind them that they have the strength within them themselves to overcome these things. Yeah. Korra gets a moment like that in season three. And it's only because of what she goes through in seasons one and two that she can even connect with people on that level, right? Like season one Cora is very much this brash, brazen, arrogant, powerhouse that like
0: extremely impulsive
3: yes Well, when kind.
0: still kind but very impulsive well when you're the realest nigga in the
3: room and no one can try you <laughs> <laughs> like she season one Cora is Debo she just rolls up knowing that she's the baddest on the block at any given moment and that if you try her like the, when she shows up in Republic City she's like oh a fight you really trying to fight me? Oh please!
0: please she please literally swivels around, going, "Yeah, I'm the Avatar." <laughs> <laughs> like exact tone, or she'll just be like, "Well, I am the Avatar." And I'm just like Cora.
3: <laughs> like she is, and I think the decision to make her the opposite of Ang was a no-brainer because we've already already had that story. We need a different type of avatar for a world that is moving forward. And one thing that the Korra series does is show that the world is moving forward to the point where each... Like I I said this on the Nerd Off, each season of Korra is a rejection of the avatar as a concept. Right. And it works so well because it proves that the avatar isn't what matters. The person is what matters.
0: Actually, the funniest... not the funniest, the thing that I appreciate the most about that is I feel like they didn't just rewrite the avatar, like the avatar legacy, but she, and she really is avatar one. Like, like, you know how like each avatar, it seems like they have one that another one that they seem to connect to most. Uh, even though she saw Aang um I really feel like she related to and connected most with the first avatar and of course that I mean that works out great because in losing you know in losing the connection with the previous incarnations, she is the new avatar, so that's the. She is the first one.
3: That's the other thing that I will open hand smack niggas for.
0: Yeah, they can fall over.
3: They say they don't like Korra because she ends the Avatar line.
0: She and didn't I'm end- like, that, that
3: wasn't Korra's decision. Korra didn't end the Avatar line. She Cuda tried Lock, to. The bad guy ripped the spirit out of her and forcibly ended the line. That was the bad guy. Horror did not make the decision to end the Avatar live. That was something that was done to her. If you're right. blaming her for that, you might be telling on yourself just a little bit.
0: <laughs> sexism. Sexism. Blame like, sexism.
2: even.
3: I would say season two is the weakest of the seasons, but having rewatched it, it's not bad at all. It actually does some really clever things.
0: I didn't even think it was weak at all. I just thought it was a different story.
3: Well, of of the four, it's the... Because one of them has to be on the bottom. Like I say, it's the weakest of the four.
0: Why does one have to be on the bottom?
3: Because three is amazing, and four is really, 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 really good, and one is really, 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 really good, and two has that slow start because they're trying to pick up from a completed story, but once they get going, it's really, really, really good
0: right so aren't three of them really 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 good and then the one season is fucking amazing there doesn't have to be a worst touche (laughs) touche i'm just i'm just saying there doesn't have to be a worst we don't have to do that but I, i know it's the american way but we don't have to do that you know what
3: you're absolutely right we don't um yeah, season two does some really clever things and it also expands on the relationship between Korra and her parents because we really don't see that and they play a more prominent role as the show goes on even with um, us finding out that it was their decision along with the White Lotus to keep Korra isolated from the world and then them even admitting, yeah, that was probably a bad idea We we did a disservice to you in doing that
0: um I like how the decision to do that was not was also very multifaceted because at first it just sounds like, oh, we just wanted to keep you here to train you. Oh, we just wanted to keep you hidden from the world. Oh, it turns out there's a whole nother thing called the Red Lotus and we need you not to die.
3: Right. It was, oh, there's people trying to kill a child again. Let's not have that happen.
0: Right. It, It wasn't a hypothetical. It was... There is a group who is more powerful than we can handle trying to kill her.
2: That's the
3: other thing. So the leader of the Red Lotus, Zaheer, no bending. It takes Zuko in his prime, Korra's father, and the other White Lotus combined to take down this one nigga with no bending. And y'all are mad that core Get the fuck out of here. Great,
2: the- that's, a,
0: that's another thing, too, is that the people that Korra was fighting against... First off, she actually doesn't take that many L's. She actually doesn't get her ass kicked a shit ton. That's not actually how it happens. Over the
3: course of four seasons, she takes three L's.
0: Three. And the thing is, is one of them counting that as an L is like so disingenuous. Cora was literally fighting for 16 to 24 hours straight.
3: Oh, I don't count that one cuz she's she's her she's dying. Like the the last like, fight was here where she's dying of mercury poisoning. Yeah, you know, that, that doesn't count cuz she's also giving him that work while she's dying.
0: <laughs> well, like no, I'm talking before she even gets the, with the mercury, even before the mercury poisoning. I'm talking about the one where she's fighting um Unalak
2: oh no her, she
0: fought her way into the spirit world fought in the spirit world fought udalak in the spirit world
3: yeah
0: and then ha- meditated into a tree and then became r- like mecca <laughs> spirit mecca Cora. In, like, 24 hours. Like, if you actually are watching the time span of, like, what's going on, like, she starts fighting in the morning, and it's the next morning before she stops. Yeah. Like, she's, like, when Unalak pulls the spirit out of her, it had probably been, like, 18 hours of fighting. And even before that, she's giving Unalak that work. Right. Like, she is, like, when you see her, she's just, like, she is physically exhausted. Like, She had been fighting, uh, she had been fighting Unalak's children before she even fought Unalak.
3: Yeah, damn. I I had not even considered that she had literally been fighting 24 hours straight.
0: She had been literally fighting 24 hours straight. (laughs) She didn't go to sleep. She had no sleep. She was fighting nonstop.
2: She was
3: putting niggas to sleep, I'll tell you that. Put Just...
0: putting niggas to sleep. So you're going to call that a fucking L? Fuck you.
3: So I wasn't counting that one. So, <laughs> Amon, in the beginning. Right. Um, The twins, when they jump her, but that's only because they jump her, and it's like, oh shit, I'm being jumped right now. Oh, well, that's that.
0: I fucking jumped her.
3: <laughs> and then Kuvera right after she gets back with Toph. Those are the three.
0: Kuvera is not even fair because Kuvera was like trained by Toph's chill child.
2: Yeah. I, mean,
3: it's, I know why it happened. It still happened. But again, once Korra gets her shit together, it's not even close. Like that's the thing. Right. Once, once Korra is like in a straight up fight against Korra there's not, there's nothing anyone can do. Like right. his strategy against Korra was run the clock out. I just got to wait for the poison to kill you, and even that wasn't the best of ideas because he still almost dies. Right. So.
0: I mean, actually, his girlfriend died. <laughs> oh
3: god, she got in the worst. <laughs> so season I, three of Kor.
2: I
0: was so like, okay, so. I was, like, holding my face. So one of the things with Korra, too, is, so Aang Aang cannot kill people. It goes against his everything he believes. He is a deeply spiritual, deeply pacifist person. Korra has no such qualms. Niggas are dying in the first season.
3: There is a... There is an Oklahoma City bombing reference in season one.
0: Yes, there is.
3: Like they bomb a sporting event and people die, and it's like, oh, no, oh, we're not, doing
0: this. Not even just that. At the same, at this, I think it was the same event when they are, uh, they're they're on the roof. Oh, she throws a nigga off
3: the roof, like just unambiguously not, not, it off the Yeah,
0: she, not only there's. Three of them that fall, and the way they fall, you can tell that those niggas died. There's one that fell on the roof, and there's two that fell off the side of the building.
3: Best case scenario, they landed in the water.
0: No, there's no water it, there.
3: Well, if best case scenario, they fell through the roof, angled perfectly into the water under the arena.
0: No, but even no, then, no. two fell. It off of the building, and the other one fell on the roof. You see him fall. And land. And the way, like, the way they animated the fall and the land, like, you know. Like, there is no question. They are dead. Yeah. I think I even messaged the group when I was just like, them niggas died. Yeah, they...
3: And... (laughs) So my one issue with Last Airbender is they took a really interesting thing in Aang having to wrestle with what matters more the world or my spirituality i thought that was a really interesting choice that the avatar had to make right like what do i do do i hold on to my beliefs or do i save the world and his past lives were all telling him your duty is to the world you cannot like spirit your duty isn't spiritual enlightenment your duty is to the world and i'm like that's real shit. I mean, it sucks that a kid has to learn that, but that's real shit. And then they give him a cop-out with energy bending. I was like, I mean, I guess, but that sort of cheapens the lesson that you were trying to teach hang
0: Well, I don't think that they were trying to teach him that. I don't think they were trying to teach him a lesson there. I don't, I don't actually think there was. And um, I think they do a good job in season two of making the energy, the spirit, part make more sense because like even in even in avatar the last airbender there is the conversation of um the avatar is is the bridge between the world and the spirit world right but they actually explain why and how that is in korra and how that spirit power happens
3: well that's so, what I was going to say that's what I appreciate more in korra because The way the Avatar State is explained and the way the way Aang's lessons are framed in seasons two and three, he can't get the Avatar State unless he lets go of Katara, he can't save the world unless he lets go of his spiritual beliefs, and then they give him a cop-out each way. Korra doesn't get those. Korra is presented very clearly with rejections of her as a concept, and she doesn't get a cop-out to sort of get around that. She has to face these really hard truths about herself. Like season four, she has PTSD. There's no oh, easy fix for PTSD. It's nah, you need therapy.
0: <laughs> right. And on top of that, like her body, her body has trauma and her mind has I like showing the healing, they the fact that they even showed like how hard the healing process is between like such a severe traumatic injury like that was a I thought that was really
3: really cool right like season three ends with her having mercury poisoning paralyzed from the waist down and then in the wheelchair like bruce wayne at the end of nightfall just crying like yo good game see you next season and the next season we see her floating around underground doing underground fight rings trying to like piece her life back together and she's like i can't be the avatar anymore Like she is so thoroughly broken and there's no easy fix to that. Like it's a process. She says, okay, I just need to get the poison out of me. Well, that wasn't it. Okay. I just need to, to face this guy. Nope. That wasn't it. Okay. I just need to get back in the saddle. Nope. That wasn't it. You have to actually face these things within yourself and do the work of healing.
0: I actually thought it was really cool. And this doesn't always work, but, but it does sometimes give closure But I do like how she, um, met with, um, shit, what's his name? Zaheer. Yeah, so I do actually like that she met with Zaheer, um, because as much as he is a terrifying person, terrifying person.
3: Zaheer's original plan was to poison an infant.
0: Right. Terrifying person. Um... He still has, because of his philosophy, his, how his brain does philosophy and shit like that, um, he was actually a good person to go to.
3: Right. And
0: strange. <laughs> it feels really strange to say that, but it's just like, you're a terrible person who isn't always terrible, but you're still terrible.
3: Right, he's self aware enough to know him being in prison helped him realize that he was wrong, correct? And we don't get that from villains often, like Zahe- so. So, here's whole philosophy is anarchy, he does not believe in order.
0: <laughs> I was about to say, he is a pure anarchist,
3: he does not believe in structure, he does not believe in order, he believes chaos is the natural order of things, not, not your uh, Joker fanboy version of chaos. No, he believes. We do not need structure. Structure oppresses us. We do not need monarchs. We do not need uh, cities. We do not need rules. We just need to exist and be. So that's his philosophy. And that philosophy leads to one of the worst dictators ever since Cheng the Conqueror. And when faced with the consequences of his actions and philosophy, he actually admits to court. yeah, I was wrong.
0: Yeah, and he even says, like, he's like, I don't want this. Yeah. We, he's like, I will help you because this, I like. he's like, I am more against this than anything you stand for.
3: <laughs> and again, I appreciate, so season three, it, it's a rejection of the Avatar as a symbol of peace, right? Like they're saying, no, the Avatar what, we don't think the Avatar represents peace. We think the Avatar represents stagnation. We think the Avatar represents oppression. So we don't need an Avatar. And, and wh-
0: and Cora was saying that basically, Cora's whole um, thing is the Avatar represents change,
3: right? And I did appreciate in season three when Zaheer's explaining his philosophy to Cora, saying, "Hey, don't you think we'd be better off without inept politicians like Raiko and corrupt monarchs like the Earth Queen?" And she and she admits to him, "Yeah, they suck, but you're a murderer. I'm not going <laughs> to." I'm not going to debate philosophy with a murderer.
0: Right, but then you also have the Fire Lord which is actually one of the most which is the most peaceful Fire Lord that they have ever had. Right. And, and she has, and and she has done amazing things.
3: And she explicitly states when when Kuvira the threat of Kuvira is looming and they're like yo Kuvira's going to attack Republic City, we need to do a preemptive strike. The Fire Lord, Fire Lord Azumi, she's like "Nope, Nah. Our history is nothing but preemptive strikes and warfare. We're not about that anymore. You need to figure something else out because we're not going to help you do that. Like, so, so, our, so
2: our
0: army is only defensive.
3: Yeah. and she's
0: Yet like, we have the largest and best naval fleet.
3: And she's like, we'll help you defend, but we're not going to attack anybody. We don't do that anymore. We spent the last 100 years paying for that. We're not going to do it. Also, I, I wish in season four, someone had called out Ryko for saying, yo, we need help. When in season two, they told him, yo, we need, the water tribe needs help. but he was like, nah, I don't think so. Now it's like, oh, now you want our help? Now you need help, Ryko? T- tell me about how you need help, Ryko.
0: I, I, <laughs> he I, was think, so I think, I think, yeah. Ryko was, Ryko was trash. I think they um alluded to it.
3: They, 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 Cora, Cora alludes to it but Noah straight up tells him oh you want help now? Now you want help?
2: That, um, that, that's
0: what you want? I love her father <laughs> it, is, it is not hard to see where Cora got her temper from
3: When her daddy thought that Tahir had took his baby girl away <laughs> he said I put you down once I will do it again <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like I will kill you. <laughs> he got pretty damn close too! He got pretty close. He got really close. The hero The hero was feeling it.
3: Yo. The was like <clears> throat>
0: throat> Right. 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 Oh man. It was um. And I also I really love the relationship she has with Tenzin. I love the fact yes. that both her and Tenzin grow with each other uh as like not and I feel like they mentor each other sometimes
3: right um you can see in Tenzin's character he's making like his character is I need to I don't want to say atone because he idolizes his father but he's like I think subconsciously he realized that his dad was a bad dad because he was the opposite of his dad to his kids.
0: Tenzin is the most attentive father.
3: <laughs> right? Like, Aang, we learned through Bumi and Kaya, Aang neglected his other two kids that weren't airbenders and put all of his attention on Tenzin and then put this great burden on his child to lead the air nation and it's like, yo, Aang! The yeah. Fuck?
0: yeah, he put not only did he, like, you know, like you said, neglect his other children, but he put so much guilt onto Tenzin. Tenzin was full of just guilt and obligation that he didn't have to have. And yeah. I think- I think he realizes that at some point he's just like no we need to do this we can't we also can't just set aside like if we're rebuilding the air nation we need to be involved in the world we can't just be up in the clouds we can still be pacifists but we can't we can't be idle
3: right like Tenzin creates basically an air nation special ops group like special special forces And they're actively intervening and saving people, which Aang never would have done.
0: No, Aang wouldn't have been 100% against it.
3: But he would have been 100% wrong.
0: So wrong! (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and part of that too, I think, is Aang's, Aang's from the old world. Aang's beliefs were instilled in him they were he. He had already formed like rituals and traditions and beliefs from 400 years prior. Those don't just go away,
3: right? They they, they do not just go away. And one, I I, I keep saying this about Korra and I I'll bring it up again. We see the world move. Right. Like we 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 see the people and their attitudes change, not just the named characters, but the people on the street. We see how they feel about the avatar. We see their feelings change about the avatar. And we sort of see how that changes with the advent of technology. Like I love how Korra uses technology.
0: Right. She's not afraid of technology at all.
3: Right. Like not the 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 character and the show itself. Like the show, lightning bending was seen as something once in a generation. We get to Korra and there's firebenders who generate lightning to keep the city running, which on rewatch, I'm like, yo, this feels really scummy.
0: Yeah, the police are metalbenders.
3: Which when we first meet them, they're doing the attack on Titan thing, it looks cool. We're like, yeah, bending police, that's awesome. Then we see them break up a peaceful protest and I'm like, oh, that's terrifying. <laughs>
0: Right. They were trying to blockade protesters.
3: Yo, they lifted the ground that the protesters were on, used the barricades to, like, encage them. I was like, oh, no, this is terrifying. All right, I'm not saying i is right? But I'm saying the cops are wild
0: right now. Right, no, the cops are wrong. 100%. I was, like, sitting there going, like, oh, this is a Black Lives Matter shit. Like, yo! <laughs>
3: what, what fucked me up was I think that episode hit... Like season one of Cora hit maybe no, no, no it was way, it was way before Michael Brown, yeah, but I'm like... black, so i I can't not see police while to think black people, so
0: right, no. like yo
3: what what do you like you have no powers, and the police are literally can move the ground underneath your feet,
0: yep, it was like yeah. that's terrifying, and Corey's just like, the fuck are you doing, um One thing before I forget, I think this was a huge difference. Nobody knew who Aang was when he was traveling around. Right. He was able to travel around without anybody knowing who he was. Um, And even, like, he, he, he could be totally incognito. The fact that he can even disguise himself in Fire Nation clothes was a massive thing. Like... There is nowhere Korra could go and people wouldn't recognize her.
2: Yeah.
0: Everyone knows who Korra is.
3: Because the world made such a big deal about this is the Avatar and now, oh, the Avatar is here in Republic City. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting.
0: Right. And that's something that Aang didn't have to deal with.
3: Yeah. Like, it, it's it's the celebrity of the avatar, the deconstruction of the celebrity, and then the, they built her up, they put her on a pedestal, then they tore her off the pedestal.
0: I remember in the beginning, she's just like, oh my god, my approval ratings, and then towards the end, she's just like, eh,
2: it's okay, people hate me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. I don't even know what, what, what else there's to say
3: about, we're talking spoilers, so Korra and Asami, they're gay.
0: They're so gay! Like, <laughs> they're, so gay. they're so gay! They're so gay.
3: And uh, again, I, I don't know if it was retroactive or if they had always planned it and they just put the no, seeds in was, there just in it case.
0: Was, it was always planned.
3: Because it just feels natural. Like, when people say it came out of nowhere, I'm like, nah. No,
0: I. So, I was in the rewatch, when I decided what it was is that from season two to season three, it was there, but in season four, the nature of what was happening in the show was so many things happening, there was no room for any romance. Like, the fact that Bolin even got a romance was great.
3: But... <laughs> but well, even was- Bolin's romance was just building off of what was already there in season three, and he'd fucked right. that up wrongly.
0: It got better.
2: I mean, it gets better, but we
0: figured it out. <laughs> and then there was uh Julie and Varric,
3: yeah. Which I gotta say, even, even re watching it, the Julie thing gets me every time because I'm like, yo, she's finally fed up with Varric. It's like, oh no, she's just trying to sabotage Kuvira. I know this, I've seen this, I know this is happening. Nope, <laughs> it gets me every time.
0: She is so good. I knew, I knew, I knew immediately that she, um. She was just like, no, I'm doing this to save Barrett and help the others get out of there. Because she knew they'd get out. And um, also she had to sabotage. Like Julie is, uh, Julie is so smart. Right. Also, I'm going to like, I had to look up the spelling of her name just to make sure I wasn't losing my mind. And I'm like. Yes, it is Z-H-U. Um. I
3: was
0: like, yes, it's Julie. I love it. Uh, But yeah, and then Varric is Varric character growth. Oh my God. Seeing him go, this is my invention. We need to destroy it.
3: Yo, Varric invents... The avatar equivalent of a nuke and says, "Oh no, uh-uh, no, <laughs> he's like,
2: no,
0: no, we we ethically can't do this." He's like, "I know I'm saying this, but I'm saying we can't do this, right?" And Varric is basically like, "Lovable scum." Evil tony- well,
3: like, no, I okay, not, not not evil, evil Tony, tony- Stark, unethical Tony, tony- Stark.
0: Yeah, he's lovable scum. He is. He is knowingly unethical. Everybody knows he's unethical, and they're just like, "Barrick, what the fuck are you doing?"
3: The when we find out that he's setting up Asami so we can buy out her company, that reveal, that slow hit of, "Oh, this goofball actually knows what he's doing." Yeah, oh, he's not no. just
0: a goofball. That was, a, he's that was actually dangerous. <laughs> Right, he is super dangerous, but I also love how it becomes like part of Team Avatar in a weird way.
3: Uh, I do appreciate. No, go ahead.
0: But yeah, so as I was saying, with like, there's there is so much that is like happening in the like like important, urgent things that are happening in season four that there's just no room there. There is absolutely no room for. Um, an open continuation of what had been going in two and three and so i think having that break is what um set people off yeah if that makes sense
3: because like on a rewatch i'm like this is a natural progression of a relationship like I'm, i'm not seeing the complaints here like yeah having them kiss at the end would have been nice but
0: I don't think it's i'm
3: an adult who grew up in 2012 so i know
0: <laughs> i i just i don't i i honestly it would have been nice i think but i also don't think it was necessary um also that too um i thought it was pretty clearly laid out but they, they, played,
3: the, they played the kiss music from last airbender
2: they did play the kiss music from last airbender
3: i forgot about like, that The song that plays when Aang kisses Katara, that's the song that plays when uh, Korra and Asami go through the portal. And I'm like, this is romance. I don't know what else to, I I don't know what to tell y'all.
0: No, it totally is. Um, I love Eric and Julie's wedding. That made me, Julie's wedding, that made me so happy. Um,
3: I also like that the characters grow outside of Korra. Like, Korra isn't the catalyst for the growth of all of the characters. Nope. Like everyone has a character arc. Mako has a character arc that starts with Korra, but that's only because he ends with Korra in season one. But once they break up, his character arc is finding his place. Like, all right, where do I fit in this new world? Where do I fit as a detective? Where do I fit in Republic City? Where do I just fit? And I thought it was really cool seeing him go back with his family so we could see where his family came from. I thought that was nice, and Bolin's whole thing of "I'm not just a joke." Bolin trying to metal bend so people will take him seriously. I thought that was nice, and
0: I love the fact that he never could let metal bend,
3: and that's what I I actually like that because I thought he would have ended this. He, he would have ended season three by metal bending, and when he can lava bend, in the, so cool! I'm like, yo, this should have been so obvious. His father's a firebender and his mother's an earthbender. What? This should have been so fucking obvious that he can lava bend, but it. But he does it, and you're just like, oh, let's fucking go. By the way,
0: and it's so natural when it happens. It's just like fucking Bolin. Yes,
3: lava bending might be the most broken thing I've ever seen.
0: It's amazing. like how do you
3: fight a nigga that can already control the ground you walk on, but now turn it into lava?
0: <laughs> I know it's just like, look, there, it's molten. Like. How do you fight? How? <laughs> how? <laughs> yep. Um. I uh, also like that Cora learns how to metal bend.
3: Yeah. Not only does she learn how to metal bend, but because her personality is earthbender, anyways, she picks it up like that.
0: Right. No. Cora's is totally an earthbender.
3: Um. The be- the relationship between Toph's kids and again Toph.
0: Why is everybody a terrible parent, but Zuko?
3: So Toph makes sense. Toph's parents were bad, but in the but the specific way that they were bad caused her to be the exact opposite, right? They were too controlling, so she gave her for she gave her kids too much freedom. Zuko's well, okay. father was abusive. That just well, made Zuko learn how to love.
0: But on top of it, too, Toph is just emotionally abusive.
3: Yes. Oh God, yes.
0: Yeah. Top is on top of Toph being like, I'm gonna give you all this freedom, I'm also going to emotionally abuse you and then call you weak.
3: And I like that Lynn doesn't forgive her mom at the end. Nope. She's like, look, I still got some shit to work out with you. We're cool, but I've I'm I have i i, I have not let that shit go yet. Like, let's we got a ways to go before we're we're like cool again.
0: Right. She's like, I will never forget. That's it, it,
3: I I did like when Lynn and Sue started fighting and Cora's was like, should, should I stop it? Bolin's like, look, you, you were an only child, weren't you? Let, let them get it out of their system. Just let them get it out of their system.
0: Oh, yeah, and they're like legit fighting each other. Yo,
3: they're scrapping, but I, I'm a big brother. I get it. Sometimes you got to fight your brother. Like, it, like it,
0: they're yeah. just like throwing metal and stones at each other, and I'm just like, oh, Jesus.
3: They're tearing up the like they're tearing up the yard. It's serious, and everyone's just like, you know what, get it out of your system. But once they scrap, they're cool. It's like, okay, yeah, we're cool.
2: No, we also,
0: it. I don't think anybody wanted to get in the middle of that.
3: Shit,
0: I would not want to get in the middle of Toff's children fighting.
3: Shit. <laughs> um. But again, like that, th- those dynamics happen outside of Korra. And I think that's really cool. Like, Asa- Asami has a really great arc with her father learning to forgive her abusive father. And well,
0: the worst part is, is that her father wasn't even abusive.
3: No, he didn't turn abusive until like the end. Right. When he tried to kill her. And it was like, Okay, you really are a horrible father. And she would visit him in prison. And she was like, yo, I thought I could get to a place where I could let it go, but I got a lot of shit to work through before I could let that shit go.
0: Like, you tried to kill me.
3: (laughs) Right. And I know everyone says Zuko's like the best redemption arc, and it may be the most complete one, but Asami's father felt more real to me because he doesn't earn his forgiveness. All he does is say, "Yo, I see where I fucked up at. I understand that you may never forgive me, but I never stopped loving you." And he gets killed for it. Yep. And
2: like, uh, actually, I would say, um,
0: uh, not Unalak. What the fuck is that man's name? Tarlock. Tarlock
3: has the best redemption. <laughs> Tarlock and his brother. Okay.
0: And this I is didn't... how... This is, this is why the show ended up online only.
3: <laughs> I didn't think Nickelodeon would do it right after Blue's Clues. I remember the... Ep- Blue's Clues comes on at 9.30. Because at the time, my godbrother was staying with us and he would watch Blue's Clues. So, after Blue's Clues, Legend of Korra. It's the climax of season one. They beat the bad guy. We found out that the bad guy, Amon, is actually Noah Talk, Tarlock's brother. So, cool. They're descendants of this bloodbender mobster, and he wanted them to carry on his legacy. Whatever. They're escaping on boat, and it's like it'll be the two of us again. We can do anything we want. Tarlock looks at his brother, looks at the stash of weapons looks at the gas tank for the boat and i'm like no they wouldn't he unscrews the gas cap of the boat puts one of the electric gauntlets on and says it'll be just like the good old days and i'm like they wouldn't you just see a mushroom cloud
0: all you see is a mushroom cloud it was a murder suicide and i'm like right after blue's Clues?" right after blue's Clues was a murder suicide I'm like,
3: they're not going to do it. something's going to happen. He's going to get stopped.
0: Nope.
3: Like, I I called James and I was like, James, what did I just watch? Did, did they really just do that? Yep. And then I was effed up because after that it's Cora crying because she's lost. She's lost uh, connection to all the elements except air. So she's standing over a cliff crying. The tears fall over the cliff. And I'm like, no. No, she's not going to jump. She's not so going to jump.
0: I was so glad Tenzin came up. I was just like, thank you, God.
3: <laughs> like, yeah, season one effed me up. I was like, yo, what? And then season three, we have an airbender bending the air out of somebody's lungs. Um, I
0: literally bending the air out of the not just OK, not. Not only did he bend the air out of this tyrant queen's lungs, he then wraps the air around her head and suffocates her with her own air.
2: For kids. For kids. Like,
0: air out of lungs, because, you know, the way, like, with Avatar The Last Airbender and everything, like, air is visualized. So you see the air come out, and then he wraps it in a ball around her head, and 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 she you watch her die,
3: like, and it's not a oh, she just passes out her eyes start getting big, like she's asphyxiating, and you're watching it happen in detail, yeah. and I'm like
0: you're you're watching her asphyxiate on her own air that uh, was in her lungs,
3: and then, as we alluded to earlier, um combustion lady gets her head blown off with her own combustion that was yeah,
0: that one is more particular, uh, who was it? Was it
3: so Lynn says Sue? So Lynn says, I'll draw her fire. Sue, you take her down. So Lynn just jumps out in front of her. She starts charging up. Sue takes her armor off and metal bands her armor around combustion lady's head as she's about to get a shot off. And
0: uh, yeah, because co- the way like combustion works is it it's um it's a it's a blast and it's explosive blast from her forehead. So there's like a and so yeah, wraps the metal around her forehead during the part and blows up, her head blows up inside of the metal. And that is why the show ended up internet only because it was extremely violent.
3: Yeah, I saw Save the Queen and I was like, okay, I get it, y'all. Um, That's saying I agree, but I 100% understand. Why y'all got put on online only? Um,
0: they're like, we can't have you putting this after Blue's Clues anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, you did it, you did it twice. You can't do this again. Online only for you. We don't care about lesbian shit. Honestly, they don't. Nickelodeon does not. They show gay shit all the time. Um, but they're like, this we can't do.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Even if it's uh- a cartoon, we can't do this.
3: That's a lot of words that say Korra is amazing. I can talk about Korra in a more structured fashion forever, but yeah, it's just great. It's just great. It It is a good continuation of the Avatar world. Um, the comics aren't bad either.
0: Um, I am going to say that the lie that the um creators of Avatar The Last Fender have backed out of the Netflix deal. Yep. And um they did it because they were having some extreme creative differences. One of them cycling around the fact that there are no white people whatsoever in the world of of Avatar. There are no white people. And they were adamant that there will be no white people. And Netflix, like, we should have white people. And they're like, no.
2: Yeah. And I mean, Which no,
0: I- there are no white people. There are there, There's not a single white character in Avatar The Last Airbender or Legend of Korra.
3: Yeah. Which is funny. They're having... That issue has not come up in the One Piece live action yet. Which is going to Netflix. And I'm like, huh. Thought you would have uh thought you would have thrown some Caucasians in here. They did not.
0: Well, well, what I'm what I'm assuming is is that it's not the same people who are green lighting every show.
3: Oh, that's probably true. They probably have different divisions.
0: Right. And this one's gonna have to answer for um losing the creators of Avatar.
3: Yeah, good luck. You hate to see it.
0: Yeah, because they they were doing they were they were going really well. I know they the project was starting to progress really nicely, and the fact that they're like, "Oh, well, let's see if we can get around this thing." No, so white people fucking it up again, but it's okay. It this just means that I don't need to watch it, and I can watch Legend of Korra again. Right. So, more moral of the day. Is watch Cora. Play RPGs.
2: Don't support TERFs.
0: Don't support TERFs. Aaron, do we have any others?
3: Um,
1: enjoy video games.
0: Enjoy video games. Also enjoy
1: everything. I realized that when we were enjoy talking everything. when you when you were talking about season two, I was like, Oh yeah, we also flog our we flog our shows too by mistake. No more. No don't flog your programs. No. Have a good time. Enjoy
0: don't flog your produce.
1: That's right. Have fun. Um, I think we got it. I think we've gotten everything. Um, if you guys are wrapping it up, which you do not have to, then just let everybody know where to find you so they can argue because I imagine more cowards will emerge from the woodwork to explain to you um, um, subtle, non nuanced reasons why horror is inferior in some way where they won't directly um, address in any way to ta- any tangible way.
0: They've been coming to me for smoke.
1: Well, I don't think we have the audience for smoke. Just real talk. Like I don't think we have that audience. I don't
0: think we do either. We
1: um we are uh we would need to be considerably more popular to start dragging bringing in the garbage.
0: Okay, the, the, so our goal is to get popular to bring in the garbage.
1: When you get popular, you bring in garbage, yes, because people new people want to argue because they have very nuanced sexist opinions about. You know what things. that means we
0: have to get that only fan set up for you.
1: Well, not the only fans. We need to get that um we need to get on path <laughs>
0: <laughs> we need to get on Game Pass as well. Maybe we
1: can get the only. Uh, maybe get the only fans on Game Pass, but that's 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 like a that's twenty twenty one strategy, and we're we're working on
3: it. Uh, also, shout out to Serena Williams, who's also in Legend of Korra, and actually started when the the one episodes aired. She actually spent like the day on Twitter talking about Avatar lore because Serena Williams is a gigantic nerd, and we love her for it. I didn't know that. She's one of the sages that drags her out of the water when she loses her memory.
2: Oh, neat.
3: And she's Iroh's guard when he's in prison. Oh, that's
2: cool. Okay, by the
0: way, General Iroh is fine. He is fine.
3: I can't dispute that.
1: I think it's funny. He's fine in the way that we like. We like certain dudes to look now that we didn't like before. If that makes sense. Like, there's one of the things we age. I I know, but I'm saying like pop. Like he is attractive in the way that we think we now are capable of thinking of an older guy looking. He's always been handsome, but it's one of those things as society. If you were to say publicly he's handsome, people would be like, "Oh yeah," because it's one of those things we've kind of grown into as a society. Is how oh. we can identify. Like we now have, like you know, we can we can enjoy a handsome gray beard the way we didn't before. Oh no, when I'm we're not younger. talking
0: that general. Iroh. I'm talking That's General I- Iroh oh.
1: Junior. Oh, okay.
0: Go go yeah. Google Cora General Iroh.
1: Oh, let me go look because I think I forgot that.
3: Because Zuko. Um, no, this this is a Zumi's son. It's Zuko's grandson. So Azumi named her son after Iroh.
0: Oh, that's and, nice. And he's a general of the Navy.
3: Um, also, Kuvera, Robin Williams' daughter, Zelda Williams, is Kuvera. Really?
0: I knew that voice was familiar. She's wonderful. That's some fantastic voice acting, by the way.
3: Oh, yeah, the, the, the cast is phenomenal. Um, J.K. Also, Simmons not being a piece of shit will always be shocking to me.
0: I know, isn't he always a piece of shit?
3: Everything he's in, he's a piece of shit. Everything he's in, even if it's a comedic piece of shit, he's a piece of shit. Nope, Cora, he's just loving dad, trying to connect with his kids and family. Um, yeah, that's it. I got nothing.
0: He is. Did you find him, Aaron?
1: No, no, I didn't look. I'm gonna look at a second. You, you I need to look. I'm not gonna look. Can you look? I will look, but I'm not going to no. no, I
0: want. I, I need it. Reco- I need it recorded.
1: I, I. I'm really terrified of using my computer. My computer is terrible. That's why I'm not looking. I'll look oh, on my phone. Okay. That? Oh. look, hold on.
0: You can look on your phone.
2: Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing now.
0: He's got Zuko's eyebrows. And he's got Zuko's voice actor, which also makes me happy. They gave Zuko's voice actor to. Oh wow! He's,
1: oh, he's strikingly <laughs> handsome.
0: He's not hot, he is so hot, <laughs> and he's thirty-six. In the so I can say that however fucking much I want.
3: oh god and then uncle iroh shows up in season two and just i was not ready
0: i know and he shows up again in season four and i cried
3: the the thing that with iroh that always gets me is one of the last things mako recorded before he passed was that song leaf in the vine yes and so every time that episode airs on Nickelodeon and he sings the song and they put that rest in peace, mock I'm like, yeah. yep, still tears. Still tears. But yeah, enjoy things. Enjoy life. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy your family. Enjoy games.
0: Enjoy pictures of General cool. Iroh.
3: Um, enjoy them responsibly. And I guess this is where we say, see you later. Yep.
1: Bye, 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 bye. Have a pleasant day.
2: Go ahead, stand, up, stand, up, stand, up.